Hey, Steven, we got to figure out an intro to the podcast. That works. Hello, everybody, and thank you for listening to another episode of the No Fluff MSB Marketing Podcast. Today, I am super excited to have a special guest on, Bob Howard. Bob, thank you so much for being on today. To hear, I'm delighted. It, and uh, just do I'll do a quick uh, intro as to how I got to know Bob, and then I'll kind of pass it to him for his own introduction. So I'm doing this episode basically from member demand. So we did an original series on telemarketing part one and two, and we got so many questions and so much interest. And like MSP camp doesn't really do telemarketing. We do the telemarketing scripts we use, but we don't, we, we need a good resource for telemarketing. So I'm like, well, why don't I contact the guy who built contact science, which is what we use for our own telemarketing. It records the stuff. It does all the metrics. It makes it easier for a caller. It's all of that. And Bob is the founder of that. And he has agreed to be on this podcast to kind of help let us pick his brain on telemarketing processes and everything else. So, so Bob, I really appreciate it. Um, do you have any, do you want to kind of introduce yourself to the, to the listeners? Sure. Uh, Bob Howard, with uh, Contact Science. Uh, Contact Science this year is 20 years old. So I'll shout out to nice. uh, all those folks that helped us get to 20 years. But what our focus from the get has been is to make it easy for an appointment setter to do the really hard work. And the hard work is all the steps you have to go through to generate a conversation. You know, when you think about appointment setting, if you've ever done it, if you ever dialed for dollars, you'll know that it is physically difficult to do. And that's the problem that uh, we solved initially. And then we went on to solve the second problem. And that is, well, what do you do when someone actually says hello? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great point. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we're going to get into the nuances of contact science and, and, and the nuances of telemarketing in the MSP space. But I just want to give a big shout out to contact science. Like there, well, there's no affiliation here. Like we do, we are going to have a partner program that I'm going to tell you about, um, but there's no financial relationship between us. We just use it at all tech in our peer group. And there's nothing, uh, there's not a single thing I could think of that contact science is mission is missing, right? They can call out of it. They can do the voicemail drop. So my caller isn't wasting time doing voicemails. It records it so I can listen to it. It sends me a report every day. It gives me all the stats. It's the perfect system when it comes to telemarketing. I couldn't think of another thing that it could have and the price is perfect. So, so, so that kind of gets a lot and I can't wait to hear your story too, Bob, but like you, you knew exactly what the problem was. And with a lot of businesses, they miss that. They they try and solve for problems that don't exist or whatever. It's like you knew what the problem was and you attacked it. And I just I just love that. So I guess we'll kind of jump right in. We'll jump right into the to the questions. Bob, does telemarketing work in the MSP space? It absolutely does. You know, the the reason people uh, use telemarketing is they find that they cannot keep the pipelines filled with just pure inbound strategies. The inbound strategies are great and they actually help in the cold calling. So they have to say, well, if I want to be a little bit more proactive, what do I do? Well, if you want to be proactive, you got to get someone that will pick up the phone and aggressively go after a list of folks that you'd like to speak with. But it absolutely yeah. works and uh, we see it every day. We have hundreds of folks, you know, using our software, making a difference in their revenue stream. It's it's spot on. And it's like, I love how you said the inbound gets you to a point, right? Like we're, we just added telemarketing. Once we were really far into to growing, I wish we would have done it maybe a little sooner, to be honest. But like 
people, a lot of MSPs will be like, oh, I'm just going to have a caller all day. And it's like, you can't just do that either. Like you can't just do the, the inbound marketing. You can't just do the caller thing. Like they complement each other so well. So where it's like, okay, you got a good marketing machine going. You want to add calling on top of that. So MSPs that are listening that are maybe new into their marketing, don't just start with telemarketing, right? You need to add telemarketing into your overall mix. And for those more mature MSPs that are like, okay, I do want to move to the next step. Well, don't have your salesperson that's very highly paid doing calls all day. It's not efficient for them to do it. Have a dedicated telemarketer like we do it, right? You can have multiple telemarketers all pointed at setting that appointment for your closer and don't have your farmer do it either. Bob, is all that kind of correct? With the having dedicated telemarketer, usually, is that what you would recommend? It is. It is what okay. we would recommend. And it's it's really like uh, the one of the reasons to do it is kind of like any job. The more that you do it, the better that you get at it. And it's such a unique skill set. It's different from what your field reps that run appointments. It's different from their skill set. So a dedicated appointment center can get really good at it. And uh, you'll see more productivity per call in the long run with a dedicated resource. 100%. And one of the things you said in the beginning was like, it's physically hard sometimes. Like it's, oh, you know, and when I was calling early on, I was the sales marketing account and cold caller. And like one, what was on the last thing on my list to do was calling. So <laughs> I would put anything in front of that. Like, oh yeah, I better get on that admin thing I need to do. Right. Like I was always being productive, but calls always hit the bottom of my list. Yeah. So having someone where it's like, this is your only job and being transparent when you're hiring them, this is your job. You are going to be making X number of calls, which we'll get into direct, you know, specific metrics and all that. It just keeps it focused. And so someone isn't just putting that at the bottom of their list. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because you're, 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 it's true. You will, you will put a root canal before <laughs> you will put sitting down on, and making calls if you're a field rep. That's just yep. the nature of the beast. It's the least favorite part of the job. But it's also the most important part of the sales cycle. You know, if, if your sales cycle starts when someone reaches to you, then mm. that's going to be inconsistent. But if you can use metrics to understand if I make this many calls, I can expect this many conversations. Out of this many conversations, I can expect this many appointments. Now you've got someone that's going to run those appointments. That's where you really want someone that's uh, really focused on how to run an appointment. Yep. Spot that's on. Yeah. So dedicate. That's a great point. Yeah. Now they don't have to be full time either. A lot of my, mm -hmm. my customers in the MSP world, they've, you know, they've run through the referrals. They've gotten all the referral business they can get and they've done their ad words. And so they feel like they got a nice marketing base, but they still would like to see if they can supercharge feeding the pipeline. They'll get a part time caller. Yep. They'll start to work on what their process should be, you know, how many times to call, et cetera. And then once they get a part-time person doing it, it looks like they've nailed it. Then they can then make that a full-time person. Some people add a second part-time person. I mean, so there's a lot of strategies, but the key is you have to decide what it is that's going to make your business successful from an appointment setting point of view, lock that in. And then whoever sits in front of that and operates it, that's a totally separate decision. That's that's such an excellent point, and especially with contact science, so much of it is plug and play. The campaigns are in there, the scripts are in there. It's just finding the right person and then some good coaching. Totally spot on. And then just anecdotally, or I guess as an example, Alltech splits a caller with another one person in our peer group. So we only mm -hmm. have a part-time caller with another MSP. And so all it took was us going to appear in our peer group saying, hey, do you want to split a caller? And they're like, sure, we'll cut the salary. And boom, now we both have a part-time caller and it's adding revenue, right? 
not as much of as a full-time caller, but again, we're doing all the other things too. And eventually we're both going to have full-time callers. So you're, you're spot on, like it doesn't have to be a full-time caller. And actually we'll get into some ways with our partnership that that works too. So what are, you kind of already mentioned that with kind of different strategies and stuff, but with this question is, you know, what are your most successful partners doing to get the most out of telemarketing? So that's a great question because telemarketing has uh, a, a number of moving parts. It's probably the most straightforward business process that you would ever put in your MSP. There is, there's just not a lot of complexity to it, but there is a number of very specific moving parts. But the most important part is an engaged manager that's willing to spend maybe an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes a week actually meeting with and going through how well the process is working with their appointment center. So that's yep. probably the most critical element is the realization that I'm actually putting in a business process and you know you get lots of them that run our businesses, but this is just another business process. Yep. Typically it's got one person that's doing it. So it's not like you have a group of techs that can compare notes with each other. So that one person needs a manager that will sit in and just do some basic review every single week. And if you yeah. do that, you'll win. That's what we say That's, our most successful folks doing is the management is engaged and they, they view their calling resource as what they are. And that is the process operator. So yeah. let's work with them to operate this process as well as we can. That's that's such good advice. And like, you know, we're doing good with it. Like we've added, you know, much more than, you know, what the caller costs. But I'm like, we could be doing better. And I like the scripts and everything we're doing. And like, it's it's I'm dropping the ball right there. What you just said, like, I need to spend more time with the call. Like we teams chat and stuff, but I need to set like a weekly cadence with them. Like, let's go over the calls. Like, let's, let's really like dive into this. And I'm not currently doing that because I'm like, Oh, it's kind of working. You know, it's working. It's bringing MRR, <laughs> but like exactly. it could be so much more. It could be so much better if I was a more engaged manager. So I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that a piece of advice and make sure I act on it. So that's, that's great, great advice, Bob. Well, we've got some new documents that uh, uh, help managers. We, we're starting to do a little bit more focus on answering the question, okay, Bob, I buy that, but how do I actually do that? So we've got some step-by-step -step advice that we uh, that we just give out, give yep. little documents to. So. We, I was actually reviewing that today with uh, Stephen over at the, the other peer group that's that's using contact science, the other people in our peer group, and he, we were loving it. We're like, we really need to like, we're meeting up with, uh, next week in Vegas for our peer group meeting, and it's like, we need to like sit down and like really review this together. Because now we're like, now that we're both doing telemarketing, all three of us doing telemarketing, we're getting really engaged with improving it. So I'm glad you sent me that. I appreciate yeah. that, Bob. Yeah. And if you want, we could throw that on MSP camp for members. So it's up to you. We'll t we can talk about it later. But it's, it's a great advice. It's great. Piece of advice. It'll be there. We'll okay. put it there. Awesome. Um, so now let's kind of move into, you know, I guess, can you just tell us a little bit about contact science and, and why MSPs, it seems very, I mean, I'm sure you're in a lot of different industries, but it seems really prevalent, prevalent in the MSP space and the vendors of MSPs. So, so tell us a little bit about it and why you've kind of served this niche so well. You know, the, the we analyze this internally all the time and, and, because we do so well in the MSP space, we have hundreds and hundreds of MSPs. And what we've kind of boiled it down to is that MSPs understand business process. Hmm. So this whole concept of appointment setting is actually just a process. They initially get it. So and and so I think that's important to understand. Hmm. It is a process. It's not just some magic out there that you hire the right person and it will just work. 
Yeah. I think the other reason that uh, it, it works well in MSPs is we have simplified how you actually build and operate and manage this process, and that's by design. That's our design initial design 20 years ago was make this just as dirt simple as it can be. Don't overcomplicate it. Don't overthink it. So MSP managers, even if they don't have a sales or marketing bone in their body, they could actually manage the person that makes calls easier than they would think. So mm -hmm. I think it's one of those where the environment, you know, is just unique and the software fits that environment. And so it's more appreciated and understood more quickly within the MSP space. Nice. That yeah, makes it sense. Yeah. It totally does. Especially as an MSP, like everything is process driven. Yes, at MSP, right. like everything <laughs> yeah. is, it's like, oh, that new hire didn't have every single thing they needed. It's like, well, where's the process? Where's the SOP? Like this business is so, it's changing so quickly that we have to have processes for everything. So that makes sense. I never thought of it like that. That's really insightful. And being as straightforward as it is, uh, as you start to go through these weekly meetings, what you find is the first week or the first two weeks, you're dealing with big issues, you know, like things like, oh, well, you know, what's, what do we, how do we define a conversation? What do we do if there is nobody that answers? What do we do if we consistently get a voicemail machine? So over the first couple of weeks, these big rocks, if you would, get addressed and then you start to hone and improve at the margins and that's when your programs really settle in and then can start to grow uh, on a consistent basis nice it's just not complicated so for those listening if you're interested in doing telemarketing and we're going to get more into that and whether you do it in-house or outsourced just remember if you're doing in-house be prepared to get get your feet wet a little bit like be prepared to jump in don't just think you can hire the perfect person and throw them into the system and it's going to work perfectly like Get ready to get in there, and, and 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 Bob and everyone at Contact Science has some really good resources for that. So, so what advice? And you've already given great advice, so this question's almost redundant. But what advice would you give an MSB, excuse me, that is interested in adding calls to their campaigns, but has no experience at all in a process like this? So. Uh the self-serving answer is, well, give me a call and I'll, I'll walk you yeah. through it. But, he, but, but here's the real answer. The real answer is, since it's a business process, the first thing that ownership should do is decide, if we're going to have someone come in and do this for us, what is it that we want them to do? Yeah. And there's a series of questions you ask. For instance, how many times should they call any one name on a list before you get to the point of diminishing return? Uh, if you don't get them on the phone and you can leave a voicemail – what would you say? That what would you want them to know? What kind of problems are you solving for other companies? Because that's what people really like to hear. Yeah. The people that you call is how yeah. other people are doing things. So yeah. anyway, you design the process. That's the key. And once you've designed it and you understand it, then we can load it up for you. Your second decision becomes, all right, who am I going to have making these calls? Because it's, now I've got a process. I just need now someone to sit in front of that process and do the work. Now, we have some MSPs that will actually do it themselves. They'll say, well, I'm going to process 100 names. I just want to get a feel for this. You know, I'm going to walk a mile in the moccasins, and I'm going to find someone to come do for me. I want to be able to say that I did it. That hmm. works. We have some that have their kids do it. It's, you yeah. know, they have college-age kids. And yep. they say, well, listen, sit down. Let's see if you have a, uh, you know, a, an aptitude to, to actually do this. But once you have your process, then you find who's going to make the calls. They could be full-time. They could be part-time. They could be 1099. They could be W-2. And in some cases, you might even decide to outsource someone making calls. 
Yeah. They can sit in front of your machine. They're working your database. Every call improves, you know, the quality of your database because you learn something typically. Yeah. So, you know, most there, there's a lot of outsources, and we work with some that are happy to use uh, any software that you give them. And since Contact Science trains callers for free, it's easy for them to say yes to yeah. sitting in front of your process and operating and updating your database with every dial. Yeah. That's huge. That's really, really good advice. And like you mentioned, MSP being process oriented, they're probably going to, none of that, none of what you just said scared the listeners, I wouldn't think. It's like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so moving to a little bit of just, because the other thing, you know, this is a marketing podcast and, and we always talk marketing, telemarketing, other things like that. But I also, it's also like slightly an entrepreneurial podcast. You know, the, the people on it, the guests have an entrepreneurial spirit usually. Um, and you've got that. And so I wanted to hear your story too. So outside of telemarketing and, and we're going to get more into that too, but like what made you want to build contact science? Like what were the early days of contact science? Like, were you just working a job? You're like, I want to do something different. Or were you a caller? Like what, what's the story behind this 20 year old awesomeness that is contact <laughs> science? So, you know, I was in corporate America in a combination of sales and marketing. We were in a really small industry. It was the broadcast industry where you buy and sell airtime. And so gotcha. we automated systems to sell airtime and to deliver on that airtime promise. Uh, and uh, so I was always in sales and marketing. I was always in product uh, development. That's the way we won in our industry was you just out featured the other guys. So. So at some point I had an opportunity to get out of that environment and do something on my own. And that's when we started Contact Science. But we actually started out as a, uh, a plug-in to deliver videos for appointment setters. So we were going to say, hey, as an appointment setter, this new video stuff is coming around new wow. you know, back 20 years ago. And so we built a little plug-in for call, cold callers to use to tell their story in a unique way. So we went out, we installed it in five companies uh, uh, around the country and for our little betas, you know, and we got them all launched and trained and we we're all excited. Every one of them failed, <laughs> all five of them. It was, it was heartbreaking. But uh, so, you know, we do our, uh, we sit down and we say, okay, let's do a little postmortem here and let's, let's understand what it is that, that was occurring. And what we discovered was it wasn't the fact that our little widget video thing wasn't any good or it, it was hard to use. In the scope of appointment setting, it was just one more thing they had to do. They weren't doing the things they should be doing well uh, anyway. So uh, what we discovered was that telephone prospecting is actually physically difficult to do. It's a physically challenging process. If you've ever done it, then you know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. once you've hung up the phone, then you got to do all these little things, you know, to get back around to hang to, to dial the next number. And it, it's so we quantified that. Uh, but that's when we decided, you know what, what we really ought to do is solve the root problem, and that is let's make it as easy as possible. And again, our goal was so easy that we train people for free because anybody can learn it after they make 50 or 100 dollars. So that was uh -huh. the initial story is that say, well, the, the video thing we never really got back to. <laughs> we never got yeah. back around to that because once we started showing people now that we can take the pain out of appointment setting, then our business started to grow. Wow. But anyway, so, so you'd be surprised how difficult it is to make a product that's easy to use yeah. and, and becomes feature-rich but still easy to use over a 20-year period of time. That's been that the biggest is, challenge. Yeah. That's incredible. 
Um, yeah. I'm reading. So I, I had a call with Tom Lawrence. He's got like one of the biggest YouTube channels for any MSP like in the world. And he was telling me about a book called Disrupt You. And so I read it. And, and it's like thinking of a disruptor's mindset where it's like any, anything, any process, any industry has something that can be disrupted. And it's like, you were going to disrupt with video 10 years before YouTube, it sounds like, you know, or maybe eight years before YouTube. So like you were on the forefront of disruption in that, in that sense. And in the book, they said, sometimes when you start the disruption, you realize that's not the piece that needs to be disrupted. It's actually something else. <laughs> yes. And so you got to, you got to pivot and you did that perfectly. And like, here we are 20 years later and how much has the platform changed? You know, the platform is getting more robust from an enterprise point of view. But if you were sitting down in front of contact science 20 years ago, you could sit down in front of contact science today and operate it wow. because it's so simple to learn. And then all the tweaks that we've made have really just, if, done, if anything, made it simpler. We're all about clicks. How many clicks does it take to go do something? Yeah. But from, from an enterprise standpoint, though, we've done interesting things, uh, such as we have an integrated email marketing. We have integrated direct mail tools, yeah. you know, if you want to do direct mail. We have interfaces to all these platforms, ConnectWise, Autotask, Asaya, Salesforce, et cetera. So we built out this enterprise uh, uh, covering over it, this layer of enterprise. But uh, as far as an appointment setter is concerned, it's no different than it was 20 years wow. ago in terms of how simple it is to learn. Just goes to show, I mean, that was a problem that was solved. Check. Like it's yeah. just, and today I see it for the first time, you know, a year ago. And I was like, this is a perfect solution. Like using it. I'm like, why can't every piece of software be like this? You know, like now don't get me wrong. I still email Amber when I need anything, but I could just go in and do it myself, you know, but like, you know, y'all charge me like 20 bucks to do it. Like something that would take me 10 minutes or 20 minutes. I'm like, yeah, I'll just let them do it. Opportunity right. cost, like, please do it for me. But it's so simple. I could just go do it myself. So, Good. man, I just, Bob, I love that story. That's kind of what I, I always wondered, like, what's Bob's story? So it's cool to, cool to hear that. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Well, we're, so, we're, we're happy we made it through those first three or four years. And yeah, now 20 years later, we, we think we got it figured out. I think you do too. Yeah. So let's get into two questions before we kind of wrap up. And I want to do kind of a, so anyone listening, don't, don't bail after these questions. Cause I do want to talk a little bit about our, well, the partnership we have with contact science. Cause I'm super excited about it. We've been working pretty hard at it. Um, and I'm just super excited to officially roll it out. So that'll be at the very end after these questions. So Bob, can you provide any like insight, uh, specifically in the MSP space for recommended key performance indicators for the callers, like number of appointments someone should expect, number of calls someone should expect, those those hard numbers that might guide them into, you know, as they develop their own process for their, MS, their MSP. Yes, love to. So since it's a business process, you measure appointment setting uh, initially with those two process metrics. One is efficiency and the other is effectiveness. So efficiency, efficiency is basically this little process that you built out that, you know, we automate in contact science. How, how good it is, is that of generating conversations? Because you've got a list in there, you've got names in there, you've got a number of times you're going to call, you've got messages you're going to leave and send, and you've got all these marketing tools that you can use you know, to support the effort. So how many of, let's say, those 100 people do you actually generate a conversation with? That's efficiency. Yep. The second one then is effectiveness, and effectiveness is the skill. It's back to, the, okay, 
when someone says hello with that conversation, what does a caller do in order to improve the probability that conversation will turn into an appointment? So those are your two, and they're both ratios. Mm-hmm. Now, we know in the managed service space, because of all the peer groups that we work with, that the general benchmark is 10% and 10%. So 10% of the people that you pursue, you want to get them on the phone. 10% of those you'd like to set an appointment with. So when you get to that benchmark level, you're getting an appointment for every 100 pursuits. Mm. Now, that's actually the 10% is a mid-range. It, it can be anywhere from 8 to 12, somewhere in that range. But that's the key. And, you know, when you look at uh, improving processes, the first thing you do if you've got something that's not exactly where it should be is you try to determine, well, is it the process that we built that is being used out there? Is that process really any good? Or is it the person operating the process? Which one is it? Mm. And the way that you make those answer those questions is with those two ratios. That's yeah. always your starting point. So the, the so the KPIs that you look at are a number of dials, a number of conversations, a number of appointments, but you actually then break it down to those two ratios. Gotcha. Now, it's always a small numbers game, and, and that's the nature of anyone's appointment setting program, no matter what industry you're in. It's always low, 10%, 10%. People go, oh, that's not very much. Actually, that's not too bad. You know, mm-hmm. you got someone that do eighty hundred dollars a day. They can uh, start to really generate some appointments for you. All other things, you know, properly aligned. Yeah. So, but nice. anyway, I would say that's the those are the two big KPIs that uh, that's what you start with. Everything is kind of driven from there. Perfect. The other KPI that we give, and you may be familiar with this to hear, is we show you those those metrics. Right, those those five numbers, dial, conversation, appointments, and then the two ratios, those five. We also then recalculate it, and we remove the names from the calculation that your caller removed. So think about making a phone call, and they find out they're too small. You know, you, you need 10 or more. They only have four. Right? You get rid of them. You, you make a call, and you find that this is not the right guy. You make another call, and you find out some other qualifying issue is wrong. So you take the removes out. Mm-hmm. So the big question that, or the two big questions that get answered when you recalculate those five metrics, taking out the names you removed, is one, how good is your list? So all of a sudden, it's a little report. You say, oh, my list, I removed 25%. That's a big number. So you're, you're hurting your performance because 25% of the names that you're giving your caller are not good. Mm-hmm. You may or may not be able to do something about it. The second one that it does, it looks at is then, well, what was the impact on the caller? You know, that that effectiveness ratio, appointments to conversations, that ratio is designed to show how good you are as a caller. And if you had a bunch of bad names, that number could easily be like six, seven percent. Mm-hmm. But if you take out the removes, take out all those bad names, don't penalize them in their metrics because of those bad numbers. That yeah. number could be an acceptable nine, ten, maybe even eleven percent. Gotcha. So this takes the subjectivity, if you would, yeah. out of the analysis because the most subjective part of appointment setting is the list that you're calling. Is it any good? And we can yep. take that out with these reports. So I would nice. say those the two KPIs are the two KPIs, but you look at them in two different ways. Yep. The second yep. way being take out the bad names and don't penalize your caller. Which totally makes sense. Which happens a lot. Like oh, I get lists, I've gotten lists from so many different way, places and that's a hard thing to get as a good list. I mean, everyone listening, like I've been trying for a long time, I've hired manual scrapers, I've done the LinkedIn thing, I've, I've 
done, a, you know, a couple different ones and it's hard to get a good list. Um, you know, we found a pretty good one recently, actually with Bob's help. Um, so, so hopefully we'll see those numbers improve when we don't have to take the the ones out. But yeah, that's wonderful KPIs, Bob. I really appreciate that in, insight. So kind of last question here before we, before we kind of move into the potential partnership or the partnership that we have. Any tips or tricks, and you've already given a lot. These are kind of questions I just wanted to make sure that we covered. Any tips or tricks that you've uh, used to help MSPs improve their conversion using calls? Like even before our conversation, we talked about like that certain method um, with the guy. Okay, I guess I'll, I'll do a little rant here. So not a rant, <laughs> but just a, a part of the conversation. I'm actually bringing a cold caller on the podcast um, from a company called QuickPass. So I'd never heard of QuickPass, but this guy called me. And I was like, hello. And he's like, hey, man, you don't know who I am. This is a cold call. But like, can I can can I can you give me 30 seconds and I can just do this and, and we can see if I'm going to waste your time. You can just hang up on me if not. And I was like, first of all, like your approach. Second of all, his tone was just chill. Like he wasn't trying to sell me. He's like, hey, I'm a guy, too. You know, I'm a salesperson, too. Like, you want to hear me out? And I was like, sure, man, I'm driving. Go ahead. Um, And so anyways, I'm going to invite that guy on. Cause he's killing it already. And he's only been in the, the role for a few months. Cause I just like his style, you know? And I was like, okay. And I thought about like, how do I incorporate something like that with our callers, you know? And, and so I just thought that was cool. And I'm interested to have him on the call too, just to kind of see his perspective, but anything, any tips or tricks like that, that maybe people can try out to improve their conversions with telemarketing, maybe people already currently doing it or when they get this process started. So this is really a, an interesting issue for MSPs. Uh, and and I think we're going to work harder to try to help them address it. A lot of times when you hire a caller, your first thing out of your that, that comes to your mind is go, man, I've got this solved. This guy I'm hiring, this gal I'm hiring, they seem to get it. Problems over, you know. Mm -hmm. And I'll meet with them every week, maybe. But the but the issue and and the one that you that got your attention is well, how good are they when they initially get you on the phone to capture your attention? Because the first thing you typically is you think is, oh, how do I get this guy off the phone? I mean, yeah. that's the nature of when when you're cold called. That's the first thing you think is, how do yep. I get him off the phone? So when you get someone that's comfortable in their own skin, like this, this yes. gentleman evidently was, and what he did was use an opening. And I can promise you, you could wake him up in the middle of the night, shine a flashlight in his face and say, give me your opening. And he could say exactly <laughs> what he said to you right then and there because appointment setters find that opening that works for them. It fits mm -hmm. their personality. They say it in their own words and it starts to work. And man, they get really uh, competent. They get very yeah. confident also, but they do. That does make them competent. Yep. So. What you experienced was a guy that had a really good opening and knew how to deliver it. And I think that particular one is a variation of what we call the Sandler opening because he used a question in the middle, you know, this, uh, hey, I'm, I'm cold calling you. Let's see if it makes sense for us to talk further. And it was yeah. an easy yes. Yeah. So when you build these, that's the other thing. It's an easy yes. You're Easy you're yes. Like, it's an easy good point. yes. point. Yeah. So, awesome. so, so I think the, 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 but it, the bigger point that it makes is that the company that he works for sounds like they have actually invested in skills training for him. And even if he came to that company with decent background, he had a, you know, had a, a resume that says I've made cold calls for other companies. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't invest in training them. Yep. If for no other reason, let them get a comfort level that your industry is different from the last industry that they're in. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. They, they may on. know how to handle. They may know how to handle. You know, when if you would have said, "Oh, I'm too busy." There's mm. a technique for that. Yeah. <laughs> they, oh, yeah. They have a technique for that. They would have handled that perfectly. But the way they, they the way the technique is built is industry specific. Yes. So, so when they come in, they need to understand. I know how to handle too busy, but you need to give me some background on what the MSP space is like. Yeah. And, uh, so that's where we see a lot of companies. They kind of fail. They don't really understand. It's a separate skill set. They believe if you've done it before, it's all the same. Mm-hmm. It is the same at some level, but right the you know where the rubber meets the road, and you actually get someone on the phone. You want to be talking a language, right? That in your case, an MSP would understand, or yeah. whatever your target market is. You need to talk their language. So, training is it, is is key. Here's a really good, let's. Well, this has all just been wonderful. I'm so glad I got you on the podcast. I hope everyone listening is as like you know fired up as I am. So here's an interesting example. We had a call. We have a caller that has been calling for Alltech to try and set appointments for Alltech, and she did a she does a good job, right? Um, nothing crazy, but nothing bad. You know, it's like cool. I'm just getting some appointments, having some calls, great conversations. Well, we're currently not marketing, which sounds crazy, but Alltech's just like we're growing pretty fast, and it's like all right, let's kind of like pump the brakes a little bit, which again sounds crazy, but we need to like hire up and make sure we're ready for kind of phase three of Alltech. So I had I've redirected her to calling MSPs because now we have MSP camp. It's growing pretty well. And I'm like, well, I already have her. I like her a lot. Let me point her at this thing. She's setting like three appointments a day right now. And it's like, whoa, like, I mean, you know, it's sometimes it's just the person they're going after, you know, and the way they say things, it matches industries better than others. Now I could have trained, you know, I could, I need to do a better job of training on the, on the MSP space or like um, MSP prospects, but it was just interesting to see all I did was change a script and change who we're targeting and boom, appointments go through the roof and that's she's setting. Um, so I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um, also I think MSP camp might be a little bit like funner. Uh, you know, you're like, Hey, we got this cool website and they see the website and they're like, yeah, I'll, I'll book a demo. Like, I think it's a little bit funner than like it services at times. So it might be easier to book telemarketing appointments, but it's just been wild this week seeing what she's doing. Um, so Thanks, Bob. But, you you helped that become a reality. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you make a good point there, though. You know, product and market are the two things that really drive these metrics in many cases. So in the case of MSPs, you know, there's a lot of MSPs out there. There are a lot of calls being made. The market is a little bit tougher. And mm-hmm. I would say the market is tougher in, in Manhattan, Kansas than Manhattan, New York. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's, it's that environmental thing. That's the first one. And then the product though, is also important. You, know, mm-hmm. you mentioned those two ratios, you know, 10% and maybe 10%. Yours calling and talking about a really cool product like MSP Camp, that gets people's attention. They never heard of this before. So mm. that uniqueness can really help out. Yeah, we have think, some other yeah. – yeah. No, go ahead, Bob. But we have some other uh, metrics. For instance, if you're dealing <laughs> – anyone ever decides they want to call uh, independent uh, private schools. I'm sorry, private schools. Their numbers are 4% and 25%, this one company, because it's hard to get through to a headmaster at some of these. But once they get through, they have a product that they got. Oh, man, this is really kind of cool. Wow. So you never really know what your product and market is. But yeah. 
what you did right to hear, in my opinion, was you said, hey, listen, let's change focus. Let's talk about what your opening was going to be. Let's talk about what, what, what do you say when they say this, because there's a certain number of pushbacks that you know you're always going to get. So mm-hmm. that's what callers need is to let them know that management says, hey, here's the best way to do it, and then we'll see how it works. Yep. And then success yep. always breeds success. That's always yeah. Fun. And like now she's like so fired up, and she's like calling. She's calling <laughs> way more than she was before. I'm like, oh, this is funny how this works. But and the other thing is like it's knowing your target market because like, mm-hmm. who am I calling? I'm calling me. Like I'm calling a bunch of me's. You know, like either the owner or the or the marketing person at MSPs. And it's like I know how to talk to me. It's super easy. Like hey, like I think the script's like hey, not another marketing guru. And it's like look, we get it. You get pitched by a marketing agency all, all the time. That you know, you've been burned like we have to, this is why we, you know, basically took what we're doing for other MSPs and we tell them to do it themselves. Like get a marketing coordinator. This is, how do you train them? This is how you do it. Like it's, it's, I'm building it for me, which makes it super easy to sell to a bunch of me's. Right. And like, so I think I just nailed the script because it's like, I'm talking to where I was a few years ago and it's just easier. So, you know, like I almost like, you know, when, when I'm doing these vertical specific uh, telemarketing scripts, I interview my clients in, um, in those verticals. And it's like, I need to spend more time learning about those verticals and more time interviewing. Cause I feel like I could get the script even closer to what they want to hear. Um, or even pay them to write it. I don't know. Uh, but <laughs> so just a little, just a little story there of something interesting that's happened with our telemarketing internally. Um, well, Bob, I mean, these have been wonderful questions. I kind of want to pivot. I'll pivot a little bit for the listeners that are interested in, in telemarketing, especially if they've listened to this. You know, we're 40 minutes in. They're engaged with telemarketing. They've probably listened to the original series and like, yeah, I think we're ready to dive in. Well, unfortunately, MSP Camp has been the best resource for telemarketing other than like the podcasts and the guides. We don't do telemarketing. We're never going to do telemarketing. We don't, you know, we rely on Bob. And Bob's amazing team, like Amber and Melanie are incredible, incredible people. And so what I want to do and what I, you know, what we've worked together on is like when I have an engaged MSP camp member or just a listener of the podcast, I'm just going to be sending them to contact science. And I'll let you, you know, talk a little more about it here in a minute. And it's like, we are on the page, we're having a partner page of all the vendors we recommend. There's going to be no financial con- uh, compensation either way for this. It's just strictly which partners do we trust? And what has worked for all tech. So we're doing like backup partner, MDR partner, um, you know, bright gauge, all these things that we use that has been phenomenal for us, contact science, we're putting them on a page. And so each of these partners, we're going to have a landing page for, and we're going to have some level of perk, you know, kind of like how tech tribe does it, where it's like, Hey, if you want to be listed on the page, try and come up with an offer. So so that's what we're doing with contact science to make it really easy for all members to get the resources they need to start telemarketing if they, if they want to jump into that. So Bob, do you want to talk a little bit about kind of how we've structured that and, and kind of the offerings you guys are putting on that landing page? Sure. So we have basically two offerings. One is our prospecting tool. That's our meeting potatoes tool uh, that we think everybody should have. The second one is marketing. Now, marketing is basically uh, email marketing. So you do some great content. If you don't have an email marketing machine, then we have one that you can use. Uh, And there's lots of advantages to using it in, in combination. But the idea is going to be, though, that when you look at the MSB camp and you say, you know what, this is a campaign I think I want to use in my marketplace. When you register for your contact science account, we first of all give you a discount off the retail 
setup fees because we're going to have all of those campaign materials already loaded. So we'll personalize the ones that need to be personalized you know, for, for your, your particular MSP, but uh, we've already got them in there. They're ready to rock and roll day one. So you can launch this thing immediately. And uh, so if you have awesome. a caller, yeah. And if you have a caller, then, you know, we'll set up a, uh, a little plan to get them up and making calls as soon as possible. So that's, that's the idea. Super awesome. And in that you can even have the caller send a postcard, you know, so we're gonna have the, the postcards loading in. So if you want to also have that piece where it's like, okay, when the postcard, when the, when the caller gets to X, they, they click the button, it sends out a postcard to that prospect. So they get a physical piece. You don't have to send it out. The caller doesn't have to send it out. It's just sent out through contact science, which is amazing. We're about to start implementing that. So it's just, it's just really cool. Um, our email campaigns will be in there. The postcard will be in there. The telemarketing scripts will be in there. You just use the code and they'll load it up. Um, it's just, I don't know. I just, I love it. It's gonna make it really easy for members that like our content, but want to use contact science. It's just, it's great. Yeah, I think the the MSPs that will find this interesting are ones that really don't have anything, but maybe a ConnectWise or Autotask instance, and and they may have dabbled around with some fairly expensive email marketing tools, and uh, or maybe with some CRMs. And this is now more specifically focused on growing your business with telemarketing and marketing. So it's a package that will plug right into your PSA, and uh, it just works. It's just yeah. just works. You know, the other thing, too, uh, yeah. to hear, I don't want to uh, gloss over or, or leave without saying, is that we know that some of uh, MSPs out, out there, they don't have a caller now anyway. So now mm -hmm. they're saying, oh, I like all this, sounds great, but what about my caller? So we have a couple of options that Contact Science can help with. Uh, one is we have an outsource partner that uses the platform, has learned what your cadences are, what your scripts are, so they'll they're ready to start day one making calls. But if you really want to do it yourself, and, I, and that's what we recommend, find someone that you like, then we can uh, use a document to hear that you built on how to recruit a telemarketer. Mm -hmm. Then we will train the telemarketer on the software, and then we also have some skills training, and we're going to discount that skills training if you would like then to put them to a really nice MSP-specific how do you set appointments in MSP world. Training. So awesome. So, so we, we can give you the full package. That's so awesome. That's incredible. Um, I'm so excited about this. Because <laughs> again, like I wish I had this when I wanted to start telemarketing. Like when I wanted to start telemarketing, I had to figure all this out and put it all together. And, you know, like now it's like this is a nice, easy transition. So I just really appreciate Amber, your, Melanie's time and putting all this together. Because I know it was a lot of work, especially like landing page looks amazing. Yep. So as Bob just reiterated, you know, just mentioned like, we do it in-house, right? We hired somebody. It takes a while to recruit. It takes more blood, sweat, and tears to get them up to speed. You're going to save money monthly bringing it in-house, and you're going to have more control of the process. But I understand you may also just want to outsource it. And so Bob has a wonderful partner that's on that landing page. You can do it part-time or you can do it full-time, right? So it's going to be up to you, as Tom, as as Bob mentioned on you know the process. What's the process going to be? Do you want to do it in-house? Do you want to outsource it? As you know from many of my podcast episodes, I do things in-house because I, I usually have more control. But when it comes to telemarketing, I'm kind of dropping the ball. I'm not doing those weekly meetings I should with her like like I should. So you may be too busy, whatever it might be. So you might want to outsource. Either one is fine. And again, as Bob mentioned, we have that free guide on how to recruit a telemarketer. It's how I do it each time. And we found some really great telemarketers. So I think um, 
So that pretty much explains the 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 partnership. And for those listeners on the podcast that are not currently an MSP camp member, that's totally fine. You can still like like if your county's locked or your city's locked, you can still go be a free member on MSP camp on the scout where you get all the guides, you'll get the the vendor perks. So you'll get access to all of that for free um, and get the same exact deal. Right. I'm not trying to only have, you know, the members benefit like, well, I'm just saying like not just the ranger or leader members. There are scout, there's a free scout member that's not county locked, right? Because, you know, it doesn't include the campaigns, but you can still get the same uh, discount. You just won't get the campaign specifically with contact science. So just wanted to make sure I explained all that pretty well. Cause any of the, anybody's listening, that's not an MSP camp member is like, Oh, what are you, you leaving me out? No, don't worry. You, you can get the same, the same perk, just not the, obviously not the campaigns, but you know, it's, it's kind of the financial perk. That's, that's super helpful here too. Well, it's a little long winded on the explanation there. Sorry about that listeners. But, uh, Bob, is there anything else that you wanted to kind of, co- you know, cover before we kind of wrap things up? I think the, the, the only thing I'd like to reiterate is that success at appointment setting is a manager's game. It's not a difficult game to play. It has some moving parts, but they're all very straightforward, very rational. You know, once you install them, they just work. But I, th- I think if you really want to succeed in appointment setting, be willing to take on a very simple new process and work with, uh, you know, a, a caller. You know, dedicate yeah. an hour, hour and a half a week to that, yeah. and you'll be amazed the progress you can make. But it's on Love you it. as a manager. Yep. Love it. Well, Bob, I'm just so grateful for your time today. This has been exactly what I was hoping to get out of it. Um, and for the listeners, I just want to thank you again for letting us do this with the podcast. It's 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 growing. People that are reaching out saying they're getting value out of it really means just so much to us. So thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We're going to keep doing everything we can to provide value to your MSP and to grow your MSP. Thanks everyone again, and we'll see you on the next one.